In the year 1831, biologist Charles Darwin began a faithful journey on the HMS Beagle. On that journey, Darwin formulated the controversial theory of evolution which has impacted society down to this day. Our goal is to punch holes in that theory, so we'd like to welcome you to Sink the Beagle. Fire one, Captain! Way to go, Stan. I like that shot. Well, a well-placed torpedo will bring down a wooden boat like that every time. A wooden boat? I'm John Kerlinski. I am Stan Hudson. We want to welcome you to another episode of... Sink the, the Beagle. Beagle, where we take lighthearted looks and pot shots at serious <laughs> issues of evolution, while we take uh, strong views on serious topics of creation. That's right. We are born-again creationists. That's right. Now, today we're talking about wooden things, John. Like the beagle, a like wooden the boat. Beagle. And we wanted to put a, a a thing there in saying that we <laughs> like trees and wood. We are going to be tree huggers today. We love trees. In fact, John, I know you happen to work a lot with wood. You mm-hmm. go dumpster diving, I know. Yeah, I go into cabinet shop dumpsters and dig out <laughs> wood that's destined for the dump, and I I like to reuse it, recycle it into lovely little projects for kids and daughters and neighbors, friends, etc. I know you know a lot about woods, different kinds of woods and everything. You know, creationists have hugged trees, so to speak, for a long time now. We, yeah, we, we like we like trees. We like to go back and actually study how old trees are and because trees are interesting there are some trees that have been around a long time stan creationists have liked to point out that the oldest living thing up until recently that's been discovered and talked about have been bristlecone pine trees growing in the sierras yep old methuselah like old methuselah and the dates on old methuselah and other bristlecone pines have tended to support the flood and the yes. dating for the flood they think that the methuselah actually has four 1,723 rings. Rings. That's a lot of rings. That's a lot of rings. That would take you way back near flood time. Near flood times. That's right. Although we think biblical chronology puts uh, the flood at what? About 2,350 or so BC? Give or or take a few years. So that should only be 4,350. How do they get 4,700 rings? Well, they counted all the rings and they said they're assuming... Now, here's the first thing. They Ah. assume that each ring represents a growth season of one year in length. But all it really represents is a growth season, however long that was. However long the conditions that provided growth existed at a time. Ah. And so what they've basically discovered is that, whoops, there were times, and they've discovered this more recently, that trees may produce more than one ring a year. And, in fact, if you are in the tropics, I know that there are some places where the seasons are so uh, obscure and they run together so much that sometimes it's difficult to even see tree rings. Period. On, yeah, period. But, okay, let's assume, like in the bristlecone pine thing, that there is extra rings there. How could they explain that with the idea of a flood? Well, what they would probably assume is that after the flood, the climate was still probably a little warmer. Still warmer, yeah. And uh, had uh, more a lot of moisture, and you'd have probably some 
as it's changing some multiple rings up to probably 10% more rings. I mean, uh, of over the life of the tree mm-hmm. because there would a lot more be laid down early on. And when you start taking that figure and, and uh, using that in those numbers, you actually come very, very close to the biblical flood date of 4,500 years when it comes to old Methuselah. Now, I, I, again, let's say that's still in the ballpark, but uh, up until recently, again, the oldest things have been bristlecone pines, and creationists used to shout that, uh, there you go, see, nothing's lie, living that has been around long enough to see the flood, except, of course, John Kerlinski. Oh, but, yeah, I yeah. was there. No, actually, uh, there's someone, as evolution, say, well, how about the Juan Pine, Stan? The, the Juan Pines. Juan ah. Pine. Uh, okay. From Tasmania, Australia. The Juan versus the, 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 the two pines? The two pines? The, the Juan, Juan pines? Oh, Juan, no. No, okay. no, bad. Boo-hoo. Bad. Okay. The Juan pine is a native of Tasmania, and in 1995, uh, there were headlines claiming that they had found some that were between 30 and 40,000 years old. Whoa, that would definitely would conflict with what we would call biblical chronology, Stan. It, it would be a conflict, well, yes. Well, tell us about what, why, why do we, would we accept those dates or just reject them? Or well, is there some good science the, the, behind them? Well, everybody assumes that someone must have cut one down or sliced it open and counted 30 or 40,000 rings on it. That'd the, be a lot of rings, That's man, a lot of count. rings, but actually, that is not the method that they use to date the tree. How they date it? Well, they they did it by something else. They think, and this particular tree reproduces itself kind of in an interesting way, uh, sort of a cloning kind of way of growing out different bits and from the original mother tree and so forth. And they think that process has been repeated enough. But uh, what happened is that uh, they also found bits and pieces under the tree of wood and they carbon 14 dated some of them and we you know we've talked about the reliability of carbon 14 especially dated. once you get about 4,000 5,000 yeah, years exactly. back it becomes a very unreliable method yeah they used other things like that but no one has ever found a Juan pine that has more than 3,500 3,500 years worth of rings on it so old Methuselah still has scoreboard scoreboard still goes to old Methuselah and the bristlecone pine friends that he has that's right and a bristlecone pine itself it grows very, very, very slowly, Ooh. only about an inch every year to its girth. Uh, as I think about that's about no. my growth rate, an inch to the girth. An inch uh, to the girth. Are you, yeah. you know, well, as little as uh, 2.5 centimeters every, no, 100 years. 100 Excuse years. Me. Not, I say a year. Wait a minute, Stan. Yeah, that's not, that's a years. lot. That's no. a thick, that's a big ring. No, one inch a year girth is the way I grow. Excuse me. I got oh. that confused. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, no, going back to... We count the rolls, not the rings in this case. <laughs> and the old and the girth of the largest bristlecone pine is called the old patriarch, and it's 11 meters across. And that's one big old tree, no doubt about it, but again, does not go as far back as the flood. Well, the reason why they grow so slow, the bristlecone pines, is they only grow at about... Uh, and they have an annual season of about 45 days where growth is taking 45 place. 45 days is all it grows per year. So and that's why if you else. had a warmer climate for a while, they would actually start adding. If you had a kind of a wet, dry, wet, dry year, yes. a couple, two, three times a year, you would actually start adding a few rings to that kind of tree's growth. Okay. Now, how about uh, the second oldest known living tree? Is there anything older than the Juan Pines 3,500 Well, 3, actually, there years? is. There is the... 
Alaric or Alarks. I don't know how they pronounce that tree from Chile in South America. It's a, it's actually a Pantagonian cypress. It's believed to be related to North American redwoods, actually the sequoias. And Charles Darwin, uh, named it, uh, Fitzroya Capresodius in honor of, uh, Robert Fitzroy, the captain of the Beagle. He actually okay. kind of gave it a fancy name after the captain of the Beagle. And again, the age, uh, how does it, how does it score? Uh, it, it scores supposedly 3,631 years. Okay. Verified tree ring age. Okay. Of that. Tree rings, which is a little more reliable. Okay. Well, moving on. I mean, we, we talk about the age of trees. Uh, is the size of the tree ever an issue as well, we look at things? Some would like to think so. The tallest known tree was the Mendocio tree, a giant redwood sequoia near Ukiah. Some uh-huh. of you might have seen it. It was officially measured at 112 meters or 367 feet, five inches to be exact. So that must be the biggest tree they've ever found, huh? No. No, actually, three hundred and sixty-seven feet is not the biggest. They claim that in Australia there was a eucalyptic mountain ash that was felled in Victoria, Australia, in eighteen seventy-two. It was believed to have been almost a hundred and fifty meters, four hundred and ninety-two feet tall. To give you some perspective, we're talking about over three times as high as the Statue of Liberty. A 36-story building. Ew, that's a big tree. You get up there. That's right. You go, girl. You go, (laughs) girl. (laughs) Now, when you look at the size of these trees and the age of these trees, if you think that maybe the flood didn't happen, and we've had kind of gradual, uh, consistent uh, events on this earth, this planet, you would think that with thousands of years of age on some of these trees, that there should be some that would be even older. Why not? Because trees don't generally die of old age, do they? Oh, no, not generally. You don't see trees dying. But there's even, I want to go on a more interesting tree yet, Stan. There was that, there was that famous General Sherman tree in National Sequoia Park. It was a fat tree. A fat tree. And you would think, and and because of its girth, they thought that that tree was almost 6,000 years old. Therefore, obviously beyond a flood, almost the beginning of what we'd call creation, you have a tree that's already, you know, there. Yeah. And so they would like to, but actually now that they have done some more study on it, it's only about 2,150 oh, years old. Oh, my goodness. So it's way less than these it's other guys. It's just a kid. It's a teenager. A teenage tree Well, when it comes to the long-age old trees. Well, are there any other uh, long-age plants or trees that somehow rather uh, go run past the age of the flood, maybe? Oh, there's that creosote bush, that uh, dark, oily bush that, uh, that, that when you rub the bush, it, has, it kind of smells like creosote. Ooh, it's, it claims to be very, very old, 7,500 years, actually over 11,700 years old, actually, they thought. The King's Holly, it's kind of a creosote bush. Very slow-growing, kind of deserty thing that'll grow, uh, you know, when it gets a little water. But um, it looks like that they've revised those years also down to 7,500 or less. Yeah. And, as, you know, and it looks like that that's sort of an iffy date on there as and, well. And they say in times of drought, it looks more dead than alive. And what's really happening is that the more they've been studying trees, it still looks like old Methuselah still is king king uh-huh. of age. Uh-huh. The more you start looking back into it, um, it seems to still be the oldest type of tree in existence today. At 4,700 rings or 4,700 growth 
uh, cycles. About 4,500 years yeah, old, yeah. give or take a few years. No one knows exactly because no one was there when it was planted. And you think about it, that that would mean it was over 2,000 years old when Jesus walked this earth, which is just an amazing thought. You know, we really, though, we turn to evolution and creation. We always like to sometimes turn to a spiritual side. And when you start talking about trees, there is one tree that will outlast them all. What tree is that? And that is a tree called the Old Rugged Cross. Ah. That's the most famous tree, really, when it comes down to it. It's a tree that people have looked to uh, for hope and assurance and life itself. It is the true tree of life in a sense that the life giver was suspended on it for our eternal salvation. It became a what was once a sign of uh, ignominy, a sign mm-hmm. of, 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 of disgust, became actually the symbol of hope for the entire world, a tree. What a tree. A tree cut Just down. Just like a tree of life in the Genesis account provided life for man, in the same way God provides yet another tree, that tree upon which Jesus hung. Yeah, and, and, and the interesting thing is the Bible talks about that tree, and it talks about people being like trees someday, trees that don't uh, ever die. In, in Isaiah, and this is our torpedo text for today, in Isaiah 65, a prediction of how it will be in the future, when God restores all things, it says, For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people. Days of a tree. We will be like, again, when was the last time you saw a tree die of old age? Without someone with a chainsaw? <laughs> no. <laughs> trees don't, you don't see trees die. They seem to, biblically, the imagery here is that it just goes on living and living and producing and growing. Mm-hmm. As, long as, it's, as long as it's alive, it will continue to produce what it needs to. And Christians will be living forever and ever someday. That's great. Now, when again, creationists are tree huggers because, among other things, yet another proof of the reliability of Scripture, we have not found trees that are older that predate the flood. Well, see, one of the things, that there are some dendrochronologists which like to do that, but they take fossil evidence and try to compare ancient fossil rings and match them with growth Mm -hmm. patterns. Mm -hmm. And really, it's such an inaccurate science that most scholars say you really cannot use that for any kind of dating method at all. Mm -hmm. It doesn't tell you much of anything. So really, when you start looking at it again, the age of trees, the number of rings seem to be much more consistent with an old book's record, a biblical record of when things really happened. Ah, yes. So creationists love those trees because once again, another evidence and support for God's word. And of course, that great tree that Jesus hung on, that great tree of also the tree of life that will be in the new Jerusalem. We look forward to those kind of trees. Hugging those trees, yeah. So tune in again for another fun-filled Sink the The Beagle. Beagle. Thanks for listening to Sink the Beagle. If you have comments, questions, or requests for Dr. John or Dr. Stan, you can email them at hudaho at mindspring.com. That's hudaho, H-U-D-A-H-O, at mindspring.com. Be sure to listen in next time to Sink the Beagle. Join us here each week, my friends. You're sure to get a smile. Seven stranded castaways here on Gilligan's Island.